because you and your masculinity is a little fragile. Adrian has several seats. Girl. Into the Hummus Talk Show. You already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Neutron. I got my baby to see. Hey, guys, it's your girl, CC. Here to just give it real and raw. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Durell, from the Library Live, and I'm ready to read down. Amazon and eBay told him he could not resell it. I think people forget their own power. Enter your read. Now everybody's sitting home. Last track. On Verse TV. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Hummus Talk Show on Verse TV. You already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Neutron. I got my vitamin C. And I got my Lysol. Spray, spray, spray. But no shade. Uh, coronavirus is around. We got a lot to talk about. But forget about all that stuff. We're here for the real stuff, the real problems in the world, period. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Cece, here to just give it real and raw. And what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Darrell, from the Library Live, and I'm ready to read down Adrian Browner. I'm just waiting. When it comes, I'll tag me in. All right, well, y'all got a little bit of um, what's... What's everybody giving today? Um, we're going to start things off with the homos tea. Um, so, Brigham Young University decided to ban same-sex relationships again, also known as BYU. Um, for anyone who didn't know, it's a Mormon school. Um, but some could say that maybe these students should simply find a new school. Um, but what about students whose parents say they only want, um, the only way that they will pay for education is if they attended BYU. Um, I think um, this is very backwards. Um, once you um, implement a policy and and it's been going and it's been working, I don't care if it's a religious school or what may be, um, you shouldn't be able to, you know, reverse those policies that you've implemented. Um, a lot of times I schools like that um, change their policies because whoever is a donor, um, you know, because of their personal interest, oh, I'll donate this and this and this because I'm in, I, I, I don't want this gay stuff going on and I'll give you $1 million towards your, your funding or your library or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm really not here for it. I understand why they might have done it, but it doesn't mean it's right. And so, um, I mean, I guess I'm going to go ahead to you, Nishan. What do you think? Um, I definitely, I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said. Um, I definitely don't agree with it. I think that um, BYU has no business in sexuality and gender and all that stuff because education is education, period. If I'm going to school to learn, I'm not there to share my personal business. I'm there to learn about what you're about to teach me. Whether or not it's a religious school or not religious, there shouldn't really be a religious university because what you're already creating is discrimination from the door. And education should never be about discrimination. Education is all about elevation and information. So that's what I feel, and I feel like BU shouldn't even have any of these because every university that exists and every university that's been around forever doesn't have these policies about um, sexuality and who you should date because it really has nothing to do with the education. Period. But you know, um, CC, Florida. 
what you said. I, I really like what you said, and that should be a hot topic too. Education is not about discrimination, and I feel like our sexuality is going to always be our sexuality. Somebody's going to always have something to say, and I feel like these children should go to school, get their education, and it is what it is. We're in, we're in a whole different year, a whole different state of mind, and education is top priority, not about my sexuality. I can go to class and still pass everything, but you're going to tell me, oh, I'm not good enough because I'm gay and I'm a lesbian? You're wrong. You're wrong. So I totally don't agree. Oh, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I agree with everybody. I think the consensus here is that we all don't agree, and I'm totally down with not agreeing. I kind of, like Yuri said, am curious to know what happened that made them decide to all of a sudden switch the policy after it's been going for all these years and all of a sudden. I want to know what exactly went down. But I just want to know, how do you police that on a college campus? Because when I was in college, there wasn't, like, the gay police outside waiting to see who's walking around, which two guys are walking around holding hands or which two girls are holding hands. How do you police that? So I think it's a, first of all, it's a less than smart policy to implement. And then you have to realize you can't even dictate how it goes on campus. So I think it's less than smart. They didn't think it through, first of all, in my opinion. Um. Well, um, I know with private institutions, um, they're a little bit more, um, I don't know the word for it, but they're, they're able to pull a lot more stunt. Um, it's the only thing okay. Corrupt. I, I actually got to visit um, a religious school. Um, I, I will say... No, because that's going to definitely give it away. I really don't care. Um, it's in Denver, Georgia. Um, it's this religious school. They had a seminar there. And I was there on campus at this time. This was before my transition. And um, everything um, that's being policed is usually by word of mouth. Um, a teacher might have seen you walking a little flamboyantly across the campus and then goes and tells the dean, or there's another student who's like, um, you know, this is my parents decided for me to go to this school because of the religious background, hoping that um, I would be in a safe environment where I wouldn't have to be exposed to these types of things at other universities. And I feel uncomfortable when I see these guys holding hands because that's against what God has put in my heart. You know, so with these things, they're able to manipulate their policies because they are private and they can't really be governed by outside people and so word of mouth or you know things of that nature because they don't get a lot of government funding um they're able to pull a lot of hitters you know on people so i don't know i think i think it's just i think it's like it's so half-assed because then it's not you're not here for education you're here for you're here for the business you're here to just make money you're basically saying or you're here for the purity of the ideologies that your religion stands for so we're not really going to school to educate ourselves we're going to school to be molded to think a very certain way very limited way to be honest with you and I think that's a problem in itself. Whether or not it's private or not, that's not even the issue. The issue at the end of the day is when you go out into the real world, mm -hmm. having come from a religious school, you're already behind. 
So why would I invest my even if if if, if my resources as a parent? I don't think it's right for a parent to say you have to go to school because this is where I want to put my money in. That's not the parent's decision. But why open the door when you was never ready to even right take take charge on it? You were never, never in the door, period. Yeah, why open the door for it? I think it's I think it's all um I wish I could find the word. I, I, I really think it was to mainly like attack the gays. I think it was mainly to try to like sell a soul or something like that. Like it's always something to it. There's no way that you're gonna a Mormon school or just opens up to LGBTQ. <laughs> LGBTQ. How do you do? I, I feel like we live in a heteronormative uh, confined space. They confined us by saying because we're not heteronormal and we're not living under the heteronormal rules, I feel like people feel valid. You know what I mean? Like people, So what they do is they bash gay people to devalue our normalcy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not normal, so therefore we don't deserve these things. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we, right. they make us like we're pedophiles, like we're, we're like all of these things, but we're not. We're not even causing problems. We don't cause any problems. We don't cause no problems unless we're attacked. Is you right about that? And man, look, and it's right. mainly the family that's causing the problems. Right. And your priests and your, and your coaches. Okay. So, I mean, I, some there are some really good pastors, no shame. There are. Yeah. yeah. Like, that are, have a very pragmatic approach to religion and heart. I feel like religion is about heart, the way you think with your heart. Right, because it's emotional. We we look at religion as a guidance for hope. We don't have nothing. That's our hope. You right. All right, Phil. You got anything you want to add? I'm just still. The whole situation just irks my spirit. This is why I'm. I slowly distance myself from like the religious constraints. I like, I don't even want parts in religion. I'm just more like a, of a spiritual kind of guy. I, you know, treat everybody with love and respect. I take Christian principles, but I don't, I don't mess with the whole religious side of things. Cause I feel like there's a lot of back and forth there. A lot of things are not necessarily accurate. If you will, there's some contradictions. And I just, just prefer to stay as far away from the social religion as possible. And I just, you know, every day I live, make sure I treat people right. I give to charity, you know, I do little cute stuff, things like that. But and that's, and that's all right. That's the reason why. And I'm so glad I went to a school that was public then. Thank God I ain't going to no private school because they'd kick me right out. I, I got kicked out of the Catholic school. <laughs> I got kicked out of high school. I hated it. I was a Catholic schooler. I was. I was like in a very all white school with and it was a very minimal like physical minority and it was just like it was very condescending to be honest. It was very condescending because, you know, um people look at you when you're not white, for example, right? And they say, Oh, how are you doing that so well? Like, hello, we all have the same brain, right? And some people are just naturally smart and they work on it. Like, education is education. When you study and you read these things, you're going to learn something. You know, of course, 
it's been a show. So like me, I've always been able to articulate and articulate to a very high level that the French teacher had to come up to me in my second year uh, and be like, oh my God, you speak French so well. What happened? That turned me off from learning French. Wow. Like, like... Don't let nobody ever discourage you. We, we've been studying French for six years. And I've been in the school with these same kids for six years. The difference is they don't love French like I do. You know what I mean? They don't appreciate French culture or French have the vision of being in Paris, speaking French, eating croissant. Um, but I, 
I'm not going to say this is the whole gay community, um, and I'm not going to ever agree and say, you know what, he might be right, because um, one incident don't define a whole community, so. But what you thinking, Cece? You know, I'm kind of, I'm going to agree with you, because there has been, like, men, and then it's like, oh, once you feel like someone's gay, you go attack their character, like, oh, he touched me. No, you just probably didn't want him um, checking you, and that's the only person that had to check you. So you just want to attack him because he's gay. Like, you're not, no. I, I don't I don't like that. I don't condone that at all. You just want to feel all big and boldy, like, oh, nah, he touched me. Mm-mm. People do do that. They straight men, they'll sit there and get so nasty because a gay man touches them. They feel like it's so disgusting. No, he was doing his job. So in this job, you just want to attack his character. Feel like you've been violated because you're this big man. But normally, sometimes you be that big man, and big men go home to his honey. Honey, right? They be big men and go home to their honey. Darrell, what you thinking? You know, I'm thinking a lot because I got the tea on this. Adrian Bronner, first of all. We got your history, Adrian Bronner. We know how you get down in the streets, okay? Because y'all know he's from Cincinnati, and you know I'm from Cleveland. So he about three hours away. And I done heard the stuff on the streets about Adrian Bronner. And y'all remember back in the day, he had that little scandal with Andrew Caldwell. Now, you know I don't trust much that he said. However, he did have that tea that went down with him and Andrew Caldwell about him signing his DMs. So I think this is another case of a fragile masculinity being absolutely... Thank you. A down low mother lover. <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? And he got pulled on, and this was his chance to go and attack the community because you got pulled, your car was pulled again. You don't know if that man was gay, just like Yuri said. Just because he may be a little feminine, that doesn't mean he's gay. And he was doing his job. I've been to TSA once, and it was very intrusive, I will say. But that man was doing his job, and you don't know if he was gay. How are you going to discriminate against all the gays? Now all the gays got to lose their job at the airport? You know how many gays work at the airport? I'm sure there's a bunch of them that work at the airport, so you're going to fire them all because you and your masculinity is a little fragile. Adrian has several seats. Girl, daughter. Adrian needs a wig. So, I mean, you know, when it comes down to, like I said, and this is a problem with society, is that we look at sexuality as if we are entitled to know. Like, we are entitled to, to be like, oh, you are? Therefore, I can put you and segregate you because I know. To be honest with you, I feel like this is what happened. He probably got touched. Right? And it probably was innocent. It was probably like a brush. Or maybe it was. Maybe it was. But, you know, let's be honest. At the end of the day, you, you as a man, a grown-ass man, can go and make, make that situation and clarify right then and there and say, you know what? I don't appreciate you touching me. I don't know if there's a clip, right? I would love to see a clip on this. But if it was me, like, if it was me, be, me being a homosexual and somebody, a straight man or anybody touched me and I'm not interested, I would be like, listen, I'm really flattered. But you need to understand, this is not for me. I'm not into this. Period. End it right there. Why you gotta make a post and let the people know? For what? Attention. For what? Mm-hmm. To solidify yourself. 
insecurity mask, whatever, whatever we call it, insecure masculinity, toxic masculinity. At the end of the day, we're not teaching our kids to embrace really like respect. Yeah. We're not. We're not. Think about it. You as a parent have the ability to show your kid, such as AJ Bruner, right? Like, listen, there are gay people in the world, and they may try something, they may not, but it's harmless if you tell them, listen, no. Simple. You don't need to make a big thing out of it, because at the end of the day, it didn't affect you and it didn't affect your coin. You're just trying to make more coin off of this by trying to be relevant and, what's the word? I'm going to use controversial. People think that publicity is bad or good. It's publicity, publicity. That's how you make money. I tell people, to make money, stay visible. Let people know who you are, show them, continue to show them. Even if you think you're being annoying or whatever, continue to, to be visible. And he's just trying to be visible at the end of the day. Because the only time I knew about AJ was because of this. Otherwise, I don't know who the hell he is. And that's, that's the problem. We don't know you. You don't know us. But you're not coming to the table and saying, listen, this is who I am. Whether you're down low or not, I really don't care. That's your business. But if you feel some type of way, you are a grown man, entertain the conversation and say, I'm not trying to discriminate you, but I'm really not comfortable with this. This is not for me. Simple. Well, I think I think he definitely um, shows how people are. Because um, even with parents, um, I've worked at daycares where there's parents. Like, you sit and you watch, and they're like... If he touch you, you know, you let me know. And not knowing that there's this young female in the back of the room that is trying to perform oral sex on these babies in daycare. But you telling your child, if he touched you, and it could be she touched him, or whatever. Uh-huh. And so, like, uh-huh. if a gay man changes this child's diaper... Now the child is, oh, well, he touched me. Like, no, he touched you to change your diaper. Right. So it wasn't, you know, so I, I think this um, displays how fucked up um, people are, period. Because, that, like, I've seen guys very innocently change a child's diaper. And because the parents have already, if he touched you, you let me know. Don't you be scared. You tell me. And it's like, or they'll come straight in and, you know, tell whoever's the leader of the organization, like, I'm not comfortable with him, with my child. Don't, I don't want my child being touched by him. And it's like, you haven't even got to know this person or whatever. But, I mean, this this all starts with... It's a win-lose situation when it comes to that. And that's why you should always explain to children as well, too. Like, oh, show them. If they touch like that, that's a problem. Right. You got uh, so much going on. But, yeah, you never know. A.J. Browner, just like you, just like he said, you heard heard in the street you like to play in the Pandora's box. So, hey, maybe you just don't... You. Maybe you just don't want to come out because you know you'll, you'll lose um, credibility. Are you really? Yeah. Deflect, um, you know the, the the rumors. So, I think if you're really straight, I think if you're really straight, you're comfortable with yourself. So therefore, 
any man touching you, you would play with it. You'd be like, boy, you know I'm straight, but you know what? Let me play with you just one time for a cute key. Because at the end of the day, I know it's harmless. It's not like I'm going to go and thing or whatever. Like, if people really know who I am and I'm not hiding nothing, we could play and I could, like, you know, be like, da -da -da -da. you know what I mean? Like, my best friend is straight, like, I could be like, woo -woo -woo, you know? And he'd be like, this is harmless. So it's really just context and trying to, what, what, what is your intention? Really, right. what is your intention? Are you trying well, to I, I, I think I think it's also harder in the black community because, like, even if a guy is friendly with a gay, um, with a gay man, there are heterosexual women be like, oh, he's too comfortable with, um, with him. Uh-huh, you know, you know what they doing on the love, you know? I, I feel like, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in other races, but it happens a lot more in the black community. Like, when it does. It does. It does because comfortable. I'm, I can't. I can't see a straight guy. Like, I could see my homeboy, and then you playing with my my gay friend. Like, I'm gonna. Yeah, y'all doing something because ain't no way a straight man gonna be okay with that. Like, yeah, we good. Like, you my man, you know, dab, dab. But ain't no kicking in. Like, it, that's too much. There's a certain limit. There's a certain... There's a certain space in between that. Now, if you like this, then we know you like this. But if you like that, then that's fine. But majority in the black community, we are stere we're big stereotypes. But when you come kicking with a, um, with a man that likes another man, I'm going to say, wait, like, okay... You, you, what you doing? But then at the same time, hey, let me, let me my baby father, he likes men. And he was a straight man. So you just never know. <laughs> never know. Darrell, you like throwing a lot in your chest. <laughs> I just want to gather him. Like I want to gather him into a pile and just put him all the way together. But I'm going to save that long and exaggerated read for Thursday. That's what I'm going to do. But that's just how I feel about Adrian Bronner in general. I feel like he is, he may or may not be under the covers or in the closet or in the cupboard or somewhere hidden. But he ain't, he ain't full heterosexual. And that's that. Now I know that for sure. He's in a right. seat already to be poured out. <laughs> because, because he's comfortable. And when you're comfortable, that says a lot about you. Like, you getting mad because of that one incident, but word around the town, everybody's calling you out, and you shut. Right. So now you want to, oh, he touched me. Man, go sit down. Right. Go sit down. Have some cake. Chocolate. <laughs> Uh, everybody got um you know their thoughts out their system and for everybody who was um who's paying attention um listening in um the topics were um BYU decided to ban same sex relationships again um that was our first topic and um the next thing was about um the boxer Adrian Bronner claiming he was violated and gay men shouldn't be able to work at TSA. Um, so those were our, um, you know, our homo 
if you um you like it, please do like, um, comment, subscribe, um, tell us what you think about these topics, anybody that you agreed with, disagreed with, if you have any additional comments, um, please do put them in um, the comment section and we'll respond. And um, I guess we're going to go ahead and get okay. to the next thing, which is the Hummus Alphabet.